because everybody always feels, you know, uh, kind of like awkward stage in this like beginning part, and then everyone judges you, right? Just kind of a human response, unless you're really good at it, right? And uh, so I'm going to have somebody, can I get a volunteer or two? Awesome. Uh, yeah, come on up. Come on. Yeah, he's like, boom. Boom. And then I need a lady. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got to have diversity. Toby Mac? Yeah, both of you. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, sure. Okay, you're okay with that? It's going to be embarrassing, so good fake. I'm just kidding. Yeah, stand right here. So uh, just because everybody does it, I'm going to just have them do it. So you're going to just pick out and just say what you judge me as right away as you see me. Right? So you go first. Yeah, this is terrible. This is why I'm doing it. This is terrible. Just tell a few things. About you? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You seem really strong. Strong? <clears throat> okay, that was an awesome judgment. Cool. We'll bounce back and forth. Strong. I appreciate I do actually work out quite a bit, uh, which is one of my favorite pastimes. Yeah? Uh, I'd probably say loud, out, like outgoing, very blunt. Loud, outgoing, and blunt. Those are truthful things. Go ahead. Uh, See how this is nice? Because everybody's thinking it. No presenters do this, and I'm like, just let me think it, right? Go ahead. Uh, confident. Confident. Actually, before I was 16, I was the shyest kid ever. My dad's in the room, and he knows this. Uh, my, my next oldest brother was, like, super loud. And uh, so I always kind of hid in the shadows. So up until 16, I was, like, super shy. And then all of a sudden, pff, I don't know what happened. I was just like, ah! Right? Go ahead. Energetic. Energetic. Um, you seem kind of down to earth. Down to earth? Like? Gravity, or you call me fat? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to, right? Somebody always says, like, down to earth or something like that. Supportive. Support. Oh. Get back in there. Doesn't that feel good? Ah, it's like just a, br nobody knows me. They're like, this is awkward and weird. And now you're like, oh, yeah, they just said everything I was thinking, right? Um, besides the fact he has, like, a beard and, you know, I used to have a huge beard, long hair, just donated it. That's awesome. If you ever do it. My hair grows really fast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, takes me about a year to donate 12 inches. No lie. It's awesome. So many old ladies are like, Trevor, I wish I had your hair. Today's Lead Like the Elite. We're going to bounce into it a little bit. And what are your guys' ideas what are your guys' thoughts on leaders in your life? People that have inspired you, people that have like went over and above as leaders, and maybe they weren't in a leadership role, maybe they were you know, somebody who worked alongside you or a classmate or something like that. Give me some characteristics of those people. So how you just judged me, right? Judge some of those characteristics. Give me a couple of them. Hands raised, please. Yeah, in the back. They care. That's huge, right? I'm going to stand up here for a little bit, and then I'm going to work down, up and down, up and down, so people can see, right? They care. What else? Yeah. Supportive. Yeah, if you're, if you're not a supportive leader, right, people are just going to fall by the wayside. What else? Yeah. Smart. Friendly. Smart, right? Yeah. Way in the back. Passionate. Oh. Isn't that the worst thing ever when you're, like, trying to get to know somebody and they're just like, uh, what's, the, what's the character from Winnie the Pooh? Eeyore. Eeyore. Yeah, you all knew it, right? <laughs> the dude's like such a downer all the time. I would be too if I had a pin stuck in my butt. What else? Honest. Honest. Yeah, they have to be honest, right? 
If you go and screw something up and they're like, oh, nice job, that was awesome, and you like continue to live like that, that's going to suck. Trustworthy. Fun, trustworthy. Here's the deal. Uh, trustworthy is like super hard in this day and age, right? Do you have a lot of people in your life that you trust or kind of a minimal amount? It starts to shrink as you get older, it feels. I don't know about you, but it, I'm not even old. And it starts to shrink and sometimes, and then, I don't know, it feels like maybe then you start to trust a little bit more as like you're an old, old person, you know? I don't know. Fun. What else? Problem solver. Do a word. Boom. It's got to be awesome. No, you're right. Ambitious. Yeah. Understanding. Cool. So there's these qualities, characteristics of people. And uh, I want you to think of those people in your life because as we strive in this life, uh, right up front, you are not going to be the ultimate leader at the end of the day. Ever. There will always be a book to read. There will always be some more things to glean uh, because we're sinful, fallen people and because we're in a Christian uh, event like this. I can say that, right? Because we're sinful, we are faulty. And when you're faulty as a sinner, right, you cannot be perfect. So every, every one of those leaders that you maybe thought of, like they're part of who you are now and they probably inspired you to be something else. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be the perfect person, and uh, the person who is the leader that you were thinking of, they're not either. Does that make sense? So I'm going to start with this, is my thought is, uh, if you want to lead, where do we start? And I'd say you got to work on yourself. Got to work on yourself. Uh, I was a pretty angry child as a kid. This is weird with my dad in the room. Dad, just stand up. Quick. Don't give him a hand yet. Now give him a hand. Right? And so as a kid, like, I was, I was a pretty angry child. I'd get pretty upset pretty quickly. And I don't remember when it was, but I was like, man, if I continue to do this in my life, like, A, I want to be a leader someday. I wanted to be a, a, you know, contract worker, like, building houses. And I was like, if I want to run a company, I'm probably not going to want to get angry all the time. And then God pulled me into ministry, and he's like, dude. Don't even think about it. And I was like, thanks a lot, God. There goes all my money, right? Uh, <laughs> that's a joke, but not at all. Uh, they don't get paid anything. Um, and so as I, as I transitioned in that time from, like, angry kid to like, to, like, taking that away from my life, right? It doesn't happen overnight. Some people it does. But it doesn't happen overnight for, for most of these people. You good? Awesome. Uh, this guy... He's the, he's the, like, lapel mic guy, and they're probably saying I broke it. And so we have, we have, like, this quality that we have to take care of in our life, and part of us taking care of ourselves, right, is having other people alongside us. Having other people that you can look to in your life. If you have one good friend in this world, you're doing 50% better than all of America. Think about that for a second. One best friend... Who's got one of those? You just saw one of mine, right? Yeah, you're doing better than 50% of the world because these people now these days, they don't have somebody they can trust in, confide in, right? Who said trust? Trust, right? Trust in, confide in, like believe in themselves. Be honest with them. Hey, I'm shooting for this. Well, you better take these steps first. Working on herself, Babe Ruth said this. If you want a nice little quote to write down. Who's got their, like, pens? Everybody got one? 
Yeah, they give you one. You're going to want to open up your Bible and your, take out a pen today. Babe Ruth said this. You can write it out if you desire. I think it's awesome. Have to have said, or said to have said this. Uh, yesterday's home runs. Babe Ruth, home run. If you're not a sports fan, uh, sporty person, right? This is a baseball player, just so you know. Well, there's some people that probably don't know. Yesterday's home run doesn't win tomorrow's game. Yesterday's home run, the dude smacked balls out of the park for just awesome money. Yesterday's home runs do not win tomorrow's games, meaning every day we have to take a step closer and closer and closer and closer and closer into what we want to be, right? And the person that we're trying to be like to imitate is Jesus. So the person we're trying to become more and more like is Jesus, right? And in this world, there's leaders that really suck because they're not believers. And they can be good and they can be awesome, but unless they have that tying factor of like who we're serving Jesus, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, does it? It's like void. There's nothing to it. There's a guy in Naaman, Second uh, uh, Kings 5, right? This dude is in charge of all these armies, and he gets leprosy. Leader, right? Leader to the core. Worldly leader. You'd think this guy's got it all together. He, uh, he has leprosy and he goes to this prophet. He's like, I've heard that this prophet can do some amazing things, healing up, right? And so he goes to him and the prophet's like, why are you coming to me, man? Like, this is ridiculous. So he's like, just go dunk yourself in the Jordan. I'm paraphrasing this stuff, obviously, because I don't have it in front of me, right? Does it make sense? For all the theologians, I'm one of them, right? He's not reading from the Bible right now. What is happening? Right? Paraphrasing. And he's like, I won't do that. And his servant's like, the Naaman's servant's like, dude, do you know who just told you to do these things? This prophet's amazing. Just be humble and do it. So he goes, dunks himself in the Jordan. He comes out and he's healed, right? And the reason he didn't have that faith is because he didn't know where to put it. you're looking to lead people, working on yourself is a great first start. Finding goals in your life to go pursue, God sees it. Does he love you? Yes, we heard it last night. Working on yourself first, you can write that down, write it on your neighbor's forehead. Uh, I don't care where you put it, just so you know it, like best friend, <laughs> wake up tomorrow morning, bed, oh, hey, <laughs> Done. And then there's a couple different qualities and characteristics that, that um, 1045, oh, we're doing like phenomenal. We're doing phenomenal. And then there's like these other couple characteristics that I think about and that I play with in my brain. And I was like, what, do I, what am I going to bring home for these people? Because you're going to be here, you're going to go home, and then you're going to be like, what is he saying, Right? And so the, the people in my life that have, like, made the biggest impact, the people in my life that I've, like, held on to the knowledge and retained it, right, is like an object lesson. Yeah, nobody, or a video, or hands-on project, or, like, you know what I mean? Something like that that you can actually retain it, you know? Schools that have, like, you know, just, like, math tests. And like, oh, how do I, I don't even remember geometry, right? And so we're going to do a little bit of that. And so two, two words that come to my mind, write these bad boys down, is humble... Leaders, in my opinion, have to be humble. Leaders, in God's opinion, have to be humble. Leaders, in this world's opinion, have to be humble. 
Who's got some people in their life that strut around like they know it all? <laughs> yeah, someone just said their sister. I hope they're not in the room. <laughs> humble, right? And we know people that are not humble. We know people that strut around like they know it all, and those people drive me nuts. You guys too? Yeah, those people drive me nuts. Now, if we know it in Scripture to be true, we should be boastful in that. True? But there's a lot of things in this world that we still could learn without, you know, like, having, like, direct correlation to Scripture, right? Like, what shoes to wear? Chacos. That's the personal opinion. But everyone else can do their own thing. He just looked at my feet. What does that say? Chaco. Chaco. They're the thong sandal Chaco, but... They're the same thing, right? And so we have this, this characteristic of humble leaders. And then we have this characteristic that I like to throw into this, this equation of bold. Bold. Jesus, when he walked on this earth, was he, a, was he always just this like meek person? He's not always this meek guy, right? He comes into temples. <laughs> she's broken. Is this yours? Yeah. She's broke. He comes into temples. He's like, ah! Starts throwing stuff around, right? Because they turned his, his temple into this marketplace of exchanging money. And he was annoyed about it. And so he was bold. He was like, no way. I will not stand for that. He was bold in the fact that when his people in Israel repented, right? They kept doing this thing. I'm in Judges right now, like in my own personal devotion. Oh, man. They're like, and for 40 years, they were good, and then they sucked, and then people took them over, and then a prophet, and a prophet, or, you know, judge rose up, and blah, blah, and then they were saved, and it just goes like, you're like, oh, my gosh. That sounds like America, right? And, uh, because <laughs> it's relevant today, and if it's not relevant, why are we talking about it, right? And so it's relevant today, and so you have these, like, these trends that happen, and Jesus was bold, Bold enough, if you think about it, man, and I, I try not to all the time because it just brings me to tears. You have, this, you have this God who came down to earth as a baby. That sucks. He knows that they pooped their pants, right? And, and he comes down as a baby, and then he knows that he's going to die. That's bold. For you. That's bold. So we have these two qualities and characteristics, and uh, I don't just stop there usually. So this is what I do, is uh, I think about some things that I can relate to as uh, some, like, word thoughts, right? Some word actions. And uh, the word that I think of for this is what? Humble and bold. Bold! And so my first time ever holding one of these bad boys was like one and a half years old. My dad was like, go take down that house. <laughs> he put me to work early. So I'm built like a house, right? And so he, he put me to work early, and he's like, take the sledgehammer, go work, right? And that's a bold thing. You ever smash some houses? Who's been on service trips where they use this or in their house? Raise your hand. Nobody's ever helped. Okay, a few. I was like, I'm going to have everybody just hold this thing. Okay. And it's cool because you get to smash stuff. And usually you're smashing stuff to rebuild. Right? Yeah. 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 Who said that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Jesus, when he came into places that were not godly, when his people came into places that were not godly, he said to go in and be bold in those places to proclaim the good news of Jesus, right? And sometimes this one, in my opinion, because it correlates so well, is the one where most of us Christians fail and falter. Because a lot of times if I come into your house and I start smashing your ideas and I start smashing the things that like mean a lot to you, what are you going to do? And this is where we get hung up a lot of times is because the scripture is so clear on what we're supposed to stand for and then we don't. That's us being meek. And leaders and strong leaders in your life, and you can think of them right now, they're probably the people that have come up to you and called out a sin. Maybe not. Those are the people in my life, right? They're the people that have probably come into your life and they have like said something that they're like, this is not okay. And they were bold because they knew that friendship, guess what it could do? Bust up. Right? Who's ever spoken truth and then had some, something bad happen in their relationship and they lost friends? Raise your hand high, please, so everybody else can see it. If, if not, don't do it. I've had that happen, right? Where you are bold and it, and it doesn't feel good at the time because you're, you're going against the grain of the world. And so as we come in with a sledgehammer and we, we tell truth and we do it in love, you better do it in love. But as we come in and we speak truth boldly and proclaim it boldly, we're doing as Christ said. And as a leader, guys, this is so important because if you are leading other people, they are watching you. You may not think they're watching you, they're watching you every moment, all the time. My niece, right, I'm in Colorado now, she's at the kitchen table, yeah, woo, 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 I'm in Greeley. Fort Collins, yeah, we're like right there, that's awesome, right? And so I'm in Colorado, my niece, she's like four years old now, and she does these things that like mimic me. So like in the morning, the other morning, I was like, I'm gonna share this with the group. I like looked at her and I was like, good morning. And she looked back at me, four years old, she's like, good morning. And then I was like, I'm watching you, right? And she, no lie, two fingers, but she does this thing where she can't actually see you, so it's even cuter. She's like this. And you're like, you can't even see me, so I don't know what that means. But she's like this, right? And so they mimic you. The people in your life that are like, they're following you, they're mimicking you constantly. You're going to be held to a higher standard because you're, you're leading people. And if you're leading them to destruction, good luck, right? I'm glad we got a loving God because I have screwed up tons of times in my leadership roles, probably more than in my following roles, right? What is it? 
plunger. What do plungers do? It's brand new. You can just, here, hand it down to him, please. He's holding that. No, he's ahead. That's awesome. Plungers, right? What do they do? They plunge things. What do they plunge? Toilets with what happens in them. They're, they're plugged because either you use too much toilet paper, you gross people. You either use too much toilet paper or you took too big of a poop, right? That happens. It does, it does, it does. And so here's the deal. This humble piece of being a leader, right? These two have to balance each other out. And I, I lead with bold because I think that's where a lot of times we're just a little bit more skeptical, correct? Like we just, ah, it feels weird. Now this one, there are some people that I have seen do things that I, I'm like, man, I would never change a baby's diaper. I'm just kidding, right? That I would never do some of these things. And so being in this humble state, right, as Jesus was too, he came as a baby. How more humiliating and humble can that be? How more humiliating and humble can that be as he comes up to people that have been like dying and diseased for years, right? He's like, I'm going to just come up to you and touch your leper. What? Guys, put yourself in that situation. They don't have a cure for it yet, right? Leprosy. So you go touch leprosy. That's not okay. And this dude comes in humbly and lovingly. And he shows them and he balances this out. This bold and this humble state balance each other out. And in the middle of it and in the center of it, what is the greatest commandment? Say it, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Right? Matthew 22, 36 through 38. Does that make sense? What is the second greatest command? Love your neighbor as yourself. What's the key word in there that's at the center? It's a big heart, right? And so, Mike, as we come into periods of times where it takes boldness and takes humility, to go plunge toilets as a leader, as a CEO of a company, and you see that CEO in his tie and he loosens it up and he goes in there and he plunges the toilet, what are you thinking? Who watches that, right? Who does that? That's the leader I want to follow. And I only know one of those leaders that does it perfectly, and his name is Jesus, right? Because he balanced out that boldness and that humility and he balanced it out with love. Guys, when I wake up every day, I say these words to myself. And sometimes I forget because I'm, you know, I step off the bed and I'm like, dang it, oh, should have not done that before I prayed. I say these words and I say, thank you, God, so much for letting me sleep through the night. It means you have something in store for me. Let me go love other people like you have loved. I'm going to screw up, so sorry ahead of time. But man, I just want to follow after you and I just want to love you like, like you have loved everyone else. Guys, when the sledgehammer comes, it's going to blow and make a big impact. Mike's not wrong. If it's standing up for the gospel and the truth, that's okay to do it in love. The other part of that then is to put our sledgehammer down, to balance them out really nice and equally, and your friend clogs the toilet. And you say, where's the plunger? And they're like, nah, that's gross in there. Who's ever done that? Probably a couple parents, maybe a couple, yeah, right? That's humbling because now you're putting yourself in a vulnerable state where everything is like relying upon you to do something that you didn't cause. That's why I use the plunger. 
No one else can cause that poop unless, you know, yeah, that's gross. Balancing those two out is so difficult, and that's where we have to go back. I go back to the Bay Ruth comment, right? Yesterday's home runs don't win tomorrow's games. Yesterday's investment in people isn't going to win tomorrow. It's going to benefit, but you have to go do it again and again and again and again and again and again until we die and we go see Jesus in heaven. Amen. That is the leaders that we want to be pursuing and we want to be becoming. Jesus, uh, when, he, when he was talking with his disciples, when he would talk to crowds of people, he did some amazing things, right? And uh, some things that I wish I was there for and could see. So my thought is this. If Jesus was like invested in other people's lives for three years when he was doing his ministry, three-ish years, give or take a couple months. And he was invested in them often. The only times that we really see he was kind of departed from them is either when he sent them out to go do the, the serving part, right, to go do the work part, or when he was taking time away with God to fast and, and be with his Lord, right? Those are like the two big points. And so the other times he was with him. And this is where I get hung up as a leader because a lot of times we're told, you know, you got to balance that out. you got to balance out when, when the kiddo, you know, is like, oh, I need, I need to talk. And you do. As a family, you do. As a younger person without a family, you're doing ministry, you're leading. I just say go do it. I just say go do it. So I'd have kids call me up and be like, Trevor, like, I'm not doing so hot. And you don't get 2 o'clock in the morning phone calls, you know, and they're doing okay. Usually, right? Oh, I just want chit chat. Go to bed. I had him call me up, and I'm like, okay, of course, we'll talk, we'll hang out, we'll 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 figure something out. And that's where you call, you know, the third person, and you make sure that somebody's there with you. Blah blah, all that good stuff. But I want to go invest in people to the point where Jesus invested with them, and so they just knew his inner workings. They knew his life and his patterns so well that they didn't question. Hey, we're going to Jerusalem today. Okay, sounds good. Deal. I'm going to die, by the way, and, and a couple days later, I'm going to rise. Ha, 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 Jesus, you said that before, right? They knew him so well that sometimes it just was like, oh, you're just saying it, right? You get in the, you get in the like, correlation here is when you start to invest in people and you start to like, know their inner workings, you know what's coming on their schedule as much as they do. You know their schedule as much as they do. You're investing in them so much that as you're investing in them, you cannot help but ask questions. What happens when you ask a question to a great friend and you know there's something wrong? Is it a short answer? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'll like, I need your friends, right? When I know something's wrong with my friends or my family and I go in and ask them a question, I'm going to get an hour conversation. That's going to separate you from being the rest of the world to being the people who invest as Jesus did. And Jesus didn't ask the hour question. He asked the life question. Are you willing to give it up for me? Because the day you start following me, there ain't no turning back. By the way, the world... They're going to hate you because of me.
And it brings me to this thought. Uh, Matthew, open up your Bibles, please. Matthew 9 says some amazing things, and I want to go in this like kind of cool order, and it starts at 18. This is Jesus, right? So he just talked about fasting beforehand, calling of Matthew, and then the this next part, while he was saying these things to men, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Who has ever thought about, after somebody has passed in their life, to go ask Jesus if, they'd ra- if he'd raise them from the dead, right? That's not a question we ask. But Jesus has been doing miracles, and this guy's heard, and he's like, I know you can do this. This is not out of your realm goes to Jesus. Jesus had just talked, right? Talked about fasting, calling, and then this comes up. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples and behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. Got the woman taken care of right. Now we still got the dead daughter. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house, he just kept going. He just kept investing and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion. He said, go away, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. Bold statement. I love it. And they laughed at him. I probably kind of would have too. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand. And the girl rose and reported this went throughout that district. This isn't over yet. And as Jesus passed on from there, same day, whatever's happening, two blind men followed him, crying aloud. So now two blind men come in this scenario. Who's getting exhausted? I am, because I just called a new disciple. If you ever know how that conversation goes, it's like, you know, hey, I see potential in you, man. Uh, Even though you're a Bears fan, I really see something good happening in your life. Like, I see God working. Let's pray about it. Let's talk about it. Like, what does that mean, right? And so we sit down for hours. We have coffee, and we have donuts and donuts and donuts and donuts and donuts and donuts. Right? The little ones. And then we just keep talking and talking. And then as we get to know each other more, and then you're like, man, I just want to keep following. And I want you to build in my life, right? That's a conversation. Jesus does things different. He's like, hey, you, let's do it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. What? That would be awesome. I just, oh, that'd be awesome. And then this guy comes to him, and his daughter's dead. And then this lady comes and touches because she just has faith. And then these two blind people. And then in the next part, it says, Jesus heals a man unable to speak. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, what the heck? You ever go to work and just come back exhausted? You ever go to school and come back exhausted? Yeah, you guys are like, I'm still not caught up from the school year. And like, this is what leadership takes is you just go over and over and day after day. And Babe Ruth says, you know, yesterday's home runs don't make the the games win today. You want to put on the hat of a leader, you're going to have people following you. You're going to have people watching you. Got to balance out the humble and bold, hold up that plunger. Right? And so sometimes in this world, this is like a 1900 zero. Uh, coffee maker, which is kind of cool. and didn't even know how to put water in it at first. Right? And so when you go to a restaurant, and uh, anybody else who can relate to this, not her, uh, it, like this, this waiter, waitress, like the good ones, they pour your coffee. 
And then you start talking with your friends and you're sipping it. And then all of a sudden they come back and they're like, here you go. You're like, oh, wow. I was like not even done drinking my coffee. And then they go away, right? And they're pouring coffee for other people. And then all of a sudden they come back and they're like, and you're talking with your friends. They come back and like, oh, yeah. Yeah, let me get some more coffee, right? And then it's like drank down a little bit. And it never reaches the bottom, right? The waiter of the waitress, the best ones, oh, I love them. (laughs) And I know them. I know those coffee shops. And they pour and they pour and they pour and your cup never goes empty. And then you drink some more and you, you try and drink it fast. But this waiter or this waitress, they know you. They're like, that guy's trying to get me. Boom, show up. Oh, here you go. Here's some more coffee, right? And they pour some more. And then they walk up and they pour some more. And you're like, I'm so hyped up on coffee. I can't drink anymore. And you put your coffee down full. Who's had those people? Thank you. Go sit down. Those people pour into you and pour into you and pour into you and they're not even like, they're not even doing anything out of the ordinary. They're just like, this is who, this is who God made me to be. I just want to like serve you. I just want to love you. I just want to pour into you, right? And this is my opinion. I think Jesus would have like hit coffee shops up. I think Jesus would have hit up places where there was waiters and waitresses and I think he would have went to them. This is not scriptural. I think he'd have been like, come follow me and be like, Done, you want a coffee for the road, right? And I think that's what he would have done. I think that's what would have happened because these people are so giving and they're so good at it. Guys, as leaders, here's it, here it is. I couldn't make t-shirts up quick enough, so I'm going to actually give you a way to like buy them in the future if you want. But I'm going to have a coffee pot, and it's going to be pouring, and it's going to say, leaders pour. Because in my opinion, leaders continually pour into people around them. And just when they're about tired and falling asleep, they're like, hey, let's, hey, come on, here we go, right? Let's go, you got this. One more day, right? And they'll send you a text exactly when you need it. They'll have a coffee conversation or a supper or a lunch exactly when you need it. And they're just going to pour into you and they're going to see your cup draining down a little bit. They're going to be like, here it is. Here's some more. 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 Here's some more, guys. We're not going to live forever on earth here. We're going to live forever in heaven. And so as leaders, I want you guys to be pouring into people. What's it worth, another 20 minutes? Yes. What's it worth, maybe not getting, you know, your, your awesome huge breakfast that I had over at Keys this morning? Yes. Leaders are going to pour into people, and if you're not pouring into people, reevaluate where you're at. Jesus poured into people continually. He would rephrase things and re-speak to people continually. If you want to work as a leader, work at it every day, go pour into people, and it will not return to you void. It will return to you more than you'll ever imagine. You'll have friends across the world that you never knew you had. You'll have people in your life that pour into you back And you're like, no, just give it away to other people. And they're just like, no. Pouring and pouring. Guys, this talk, I could talk forever. They're like, do leadership. I was like, what are you even talking about? These people need like a couple year vacation with me. We should do that. 
That'd be awesome. Hawaii. Uh, I'm still learning, and I, I never want to stop, ever. The day I stop picking up my Bible to learn about being as Jesus was in his humility and his boldness and his, and his pouring out into people is the day that I, I'm going to heaven. That's the day I'm going to heaven. Maybe it's after this talk. I'm okay with that. I'm ready for him. Bring it on, right? Until then, watch out, Satan, kicking your butt. That was the bold one, Mike, right? Would you guys bow your heads and pray with me, please? Dear Father God, Holy Spirit, this room is not the Viking Stadium. God, and I am, I am so pumped to see what happens at NYG, uh, but but more importantly, Father God, I am pumped for the people in this room that hear your words, Father, and as they hear those words from you, my heart just my heart just shatters because we have a big road up ahead against us, and as we push against the things of this world and we push towards the things of you, Father God, I pray that these people's hearts and their minds are open and that they're just ready to go and kick butt for you. Father God, as we unleash these, these young adults out into this world, including the old people, they're young adults too. Father God, we just need a few, right? Will a few follow me, you say? And today, I give these people into your hands, and we're going to tear it up, and they're going to do it with us. Can't do anything apart from you, God. Let them go boldly. Let them go humbly. Let them live in love. And let them just pour out on people. Loving you and loving them. We love you, Jesus. Amen.